You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 133. Part of the ICF definition of direct communication is clearly stating the objectives, the purposes of, of what we're doing, the distinction between coaching, consulting, teaching, etc., and then watching ourselves that we're not wandering off into other roles that we may be in in other situations or have been in the past. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. I'm delighted to have you here with us and I'm excited to do another dive into the core competencies in that today we're going to look at one of, in my opinion and our guest's opinion, one of our most misunderstood core competencies, direct communication. And we're going to look at how that intertwines with us being culturally intelligent as coaches. Our guest today is Master Certified Coach Marilyn O'Hearn. Now, Marilyn is also one of the guests of the Essence of Mastery Summit. The Essence of Mastery Summit 2019 is available now for pre-ticket sales. And I know that you know I only recommend to you things that I think will hit it out of the park for you. And the Essence of Mastery Summit 2019 is exactly that. Last week's guest, Annie Galfin, is the host of the summit. She brings together masterful coaches to teach us about the essence of mastery, how we listen more powerfully, how we create awareness. I interviewed Annie for her segment around the power of silence in coaching and how that actually is a superpower. So many of the guests that I have had on this show who have brought such incredible value to the podcast are guests at the summit, longer interviews with continuing education credits. The Essence of Mastery Summit provides 22 and a half core competency credits, which blows me away. Over the three years of a recredentialing period, as credentialed coaches, we're responsible to get 40 hours of continuing education. 24 of those must be core competency-based. The Essence of Mastery Summit covers almost all of those right out of the gate, and you have a year to complete the training. Outside of six hours of live training, the rest of it is provided as recorded training that you can listen to in your own time frame over the next year to get those 22 and a half credits. It is one of the best opportunities 
that I have seen and I pay attention to continuing education all the time. I have coaches coming to me frequently looking for really good, solid continuing education credits, which is why I agreed to sponsor and highlight the Essence of Mastery Summit because it is such good information. So if you're interested in getting 22 and a half core competency credits for right now, the early bird price of $147, which truly blows me away. Go to the resource page at starcoachshow.com and click on the Essence of Mastery Summit button so that you can check out this information. I will tell you, this deal, learning from these 14 masterful coaches that you have a year to be able to do the training and that you get 22 and a half core competency credits. You actually get a credit and a half of resource development credits as well. So it's a total of 24 continuing education credits for $147 blows me away. So I'm endorsing it. I encourage you to check it out. And if you want to know more about the guest, let's listen to what our guest today is talking about. And that will give you another glimpse into the summit. Marilyn O'Hearn is committed to unlocking potential. She's a globally experienced, culturally intelligent, and appropriately direct leadership team and mentor coach as well as a coaching supervisor. She's worked with leaders and coaches in more than 40 countries over the past 20 plus years, including United Nations leaders. Marilyn served six years on the ICF Global Board of Directors. She followed that by the board of the Association of Coach Training Organizations, ACTO, if you've ever heard of ACTO, and the first ICF Advanced Advisory Team on Cultural Competence. She has worked and thought and breathed coaching for many, many years. We both have a similar background in that we began as social workers, and I'm super excited to have this discussion with Marilyn around how we can be culturally intelligent as coaches and how that intertwines with direct communication. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go to our interview with Master Certified Coach Marilyn O'Hearn. Good morning, Marilyn. Welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am delighted to have you with me today. Thanks so much, Meg. Delighted to be here. Well, you know, you come so highly recommended and being a master certified coach, you've obviously been in coaching for a little bit now. I'm just curious, what is it that attracted you to coaching and sort of lit your passion? Thanks for asking that. I really fell in love with coaching in 1998. Yes, I I go way back. And I first read about it in a systems journal. So that's part of my training is systems theory, postgraduate work. 
And I was talking about coaching. I was like, wait a minute, coaching? What is that? And then I saw something in the newspaper. I went to a meeting. And when I discovered it's really helping people to unlock their potential, you're the the thought partner side by side with them. You're working with people who are healthy, creative, resourceful, whole. You know, it just doesn't get any better than that. It's so fun and I still love it. Well, and we have that similar background that we're both social workers. And I also sort of got bit by that bug just maybe maybe a few years after you did. And and just the difference in still bringing value and, and not that therapy is not such an incredibly important helping conversation and it certainly is. And however, I also just thought, you know, this is what's calling to me. The field of coaching is absolutely calling to me. Yes. Yeah. It is a calling. And I got tapped into pretty early on then the the working with leaders in organizations and coaches, training and mentoring and supervising other coaches. So it's that big impact because, you know, as you work with those people, they're impacting more people. Exactly. It's it's so exciting. So when you think about the work that you do, one of your differentiators is being culturally or providing culturally intelligent coaching. Tell me a little bit about what that means and and how that comes through in your coaching. Yeah, thank you for asking that. So cultural intelligence is really being aware of, just like we think about emotional intelligence, you're aware of your emotions, how they're impacting you, how they're impacting others, how you're communicating those. And cultural intelligence then is being aware of your different cultural identities. So, you know, for me, that means I'm a female, I'm a baby boomer, and I live in the Midwest, the center of the U.S., you know, I'm well-educated. All of those things have an impact on my perspectives, right? And one of our big roles as coaches is helping people to look at and expand their perspectives. And then also with our clients to help them to take a look at what are your different cultural identities and how are those impacting you and our work together. So just a quick example, if I can mm-hmm. give one, oh, please. is I was coaching a leader who, a female leader in my own state. And so we were about the same age. You'd think we'd be kind of alike, you know, in terms culturally, because we had some of the same identities, gender and age and location, uh, (laughs) region. And, Mm -hmm. but when I asked, you know, tell me a little bit about your culture and how that might impact our coaching. The coaching goal for her was that her, she was rising up in leadership Mm -hmm. and being asked to speak up and to step into her leadership more within this organization. And she said, well, culturally, I grew up in a rural area where women were more in the background. That's what I saw. The men were doing the talking. The women were in the background cooking, cleaning, you know, whatever. And so that was something that was really important for her to recognize and to work on in our, in our coaching for her to, to get to where she wanted to be and where the organization wanted her to be. And you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't asked that 
cultural question to help. I, and I she might. might not have even have tapped in initially to the impact of that. Right. It might have taken us a few months to get there. And instead, we were there from the first session. Speaking of the first session, one of the things that we are going to talk about today is the challenges that some coaches have with the competency of direct communication. I think direct communication is sometimes misunderstood. It gets, you know, I think sometimes it's, it's used the wrong things are assigned to direct communication, things that maybe really aren't direct communication. So we wanted to talk about that today and the way that that we can set the stage in our initial conversation with a client regarding what that coaching partnership looks like, how direct communication might play a role in that. So I'm super excited to get into that with you. I know that this is something that you do a lot of coaching and training around with other coaches. What led you to sort of focusing in direct communication as part of your special sauce that you bring forward? Oh, thanks. Thanks for asking. Yes. Well, as a, as a coach, trainer, and mentor, and more recently supervisor, what I've noticed with coaches, especially beginning coaches, is they just fall in love with the powerful question. So it's question after question after question after question after question. And the poor client is exhausted from all these questions, right? And I don't I think a lot of training has kind of underlooked this competency that it is, as you say, not well understood and even feared because if you look at the the International Coach Federation competency table for direct communication it's here's the things that you need to do and you will fail if if yes you will fail if you are directing the client so directing and direct are two different things and people get them confused right Right. Yeah. And it's not even just in direct communication. It's across almost all of the competencies. You'll, you'll see that. So besides asking about cultural identities and how that impacts the, the coaching, I think part of designing the partnership, which falls under the competency of, of trust and intimacy, defining the partnership is, well, just For example, even in contracting with an organization, Japanese organization had asked me to come in and do some coaching for leaders. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, you know that I, from the West, I'm a more direct communicator and your culture communicates less directly. And so do you want me to show up fully myself, you know, fully direct or dial it down? And they said, oh, no, because our leaders are are working internationally and we have offices in the U.S. They need to know how to handle direct communication. So we want you to to show up and be direct. And then I had the conversation with the individual clients as well. So that was the sponsor. Yeah, the conversation yeah, it's one thing to set the expectation with the sponsor, but then right. we want to be sure our clients understand and are on board with that as well. Yes, yes. So it's part of the initial conversation of how I may be more direct than you. And so how do we want to set up our partnership? It's a, it is, am I adjusting? Are you adjusting? That's always the cultural 
question. It's who adjusts how much. And we decide on that together, how we want to handle that. And it's, you know, then that's really saying from the beginning, we're partners in this. Yeah, it's not, I'm deciding how we're going to do it. And then, and it's not just with other countries. So as I mentioned earlier, with a woman my age in my own state, we still had some cultural differences. And that was part of our initial discussion is how we were going to, to partner together. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that the other element of that in, in setting up that clear coaching partnership and that it is a partnership. You as the coach are not the expert telling the client what to do. And at the same time, we're not like a log that's just there, not giving any observation or intuition or direct communication that the client always has that option to accept or reject. So it's kind of helping them understand what is the flow of this relationship? What does this partnership look like? And I think that new coaches have a particular difficulty because coach training is trying so hard to kind of help them see that it is a partnership and not a consulting relationship that so much gets stressed, I think, because people tend to know how to give advice and people tend to know how to tell people what to do. Yes. And when they come into coaching, trying to help them get to that place of, of an inquiry-based and reflective relationship. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that the scales have a hard time, Marilyn, kind of finding the right place. What's your thoughts about that? Absolutely. I love that. (laughs) They don't want you to just be a log. They don't want you to be the question machine or a log. They do want to hear from you as the coach. That's one of the reasons why they hired you, right? It's to get a fresh external perspective so that they can think beyond themselves. I just went to a program yesterday, someone, the CEO, global CEO of an ad agency was talking about creativity and design thinking. And his question was, how can you unlimit your thinking? How can you unlimit your perspective? So yes, and the tie-in, as you've mentioned with intuition, intuition shows up under um, coaching presence, it shows up under listening, and it shows up in direct communication. Mm -hmm. And I think direct communication and listening are really closely tied together. So we're, we're listening, yes, and we're mirroring back. And then the addition for direct communication is So when you said that, what came up for me is blank, my intuition or my feedback to the client. Mm -hmm. And as you said, and how does that land for you? Yeah. Or does that fit? And, And then there's no attachment. We don't have to be, our intuition doesn't have to be right. We're just offering it. And the client can say, yes, that's exactly it. No, that's not quite it. Or no, that's not it at all. And that's all okay. Yeah, that's part of masterful direct communication is inviting that direct communication back from the client. 
And what I've noticed and and what I really want the audience to understand is that you don't have to be, it's not about you being right. It's about you being in that place of curiosity and offering. And if you have that intuition or if you have that observation, it is going to forward the conversation regardless. So even if your client says, no, not that exactly, but... Mm -hmm. And it's a way to forward the conversation and be completely in the place with your client without just moving the forward, the conversation forward through question after question after question. Yes. That play of, I was actually mentoring a client yesterday and he said, I had a conversation that went so well and it was like a real conversation. (laughs) 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 He just said, you know, it was like, I just was. I didn't think once, what is the question I'm going to ask? I just was there with, and, and it just made sense what to ask because it was a conversation. And yes. I, bless you. Absolutely. That's yes. exactly what we want to see. Yes. That's a tie-in with uh, presence, right? Yes. Is I'm letting go of this need to perform and look like the masterful coach and just tuning into the client and we're in that flow together. Yeah. And going, going at a deeper level. Yes. And, you know, just you had talked about Meg, the beginning of a coaching session yes. and the beginning of, of the work together. And I wanted to go back to another example within our own country of how the cultural difference played out. And this was with my coach, someone I'd hired, and he was this really laid back West Coast guy. And, you know, I'm a little bit more type A, you know, (laughs) and direct. And so what he was doing was the the first 15 minutes of our coaching session was just, hey, how are you doing? You know, uh, what's been going on with you? And then he'd tell me about his golf game the last weekend and I did not want to, you know, be spending my minutes. Yeah. Or hearing about his golf game. You know, I, I appreciated that he had a good weekend, but that's not how I wanted to spend our time. And fortunately, he had sent me as part of our documents a welcome package. If anything ever comes up that bothers you, please let please let me know. Which but, is so key. I just want that little piece to be listening. You know, we can also set the stage through the agreements that we have through the the paperwork. So I want each everybody to be thinking about how am I setting the stage for this relationship and for the direct communication, even in the paperwork or the the kinds of foundational pieces that I have set up in my in my practice. Yes. So continue because I just wanted to really reinforce that. Yes. Yes. And I've learned that some cultures, so some Eastern cultures, but then it also applies to Native or Native American and sometimes Hispanic culture. You know, they've been taught the cultural value is you don't speak until all the elders have spoken. You don't speak unless someone asks you a question. And so to say, please let me know if I step over the line or something's bothering you, that would be rude for them to do that. Mm -hmm. So then I have to change the question and say, how would you let me know? Would you please let me know? And how would you let me know? And sometimes the answer is, I will just be silent. Mm -hmm. So you as the coach then have the responsibility to pick up on that cue from your client. You've established 
that from the get-go. So it, it's part of your partnership to hold true to that and to follow up when you have silence. That's uh, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It could be because you asked a really powerful question or it could be because you stepped over the line. Yes. Yeah. So back to my West Coast yes. coach. So, yes. You know, I said, uh, I let him know this is not how I want to start the session. I don't want to spend 15 minutes on a check-in. I want to get right to the point. What do we want to get out of the session today? And yet I've trained Korean coaches and that's not how they start out. And even one that I mentored said, it will take us three sessions with a client before we even get to the agreement. The first three sessions are only about establishing the the trust and the intimacy. And then we have the right to ask, you know, what are the goals? What what is the agreement? So there is a big difference. And I have a United Nations contract where there's an optional half hour getting to know. And I will check in with the clients. Do you want the, the half hour get to know each other session? Or are you ready with your goals to, to start? our work together. And some need the half hour and some don't. It's just a choice. So first of all, let's close the loop on your West Coast coach and how he handled your direct communication because the way that he received that, I think people need to hear. Yes. Yeah. And he, he was fine that I spoke up and said, this is, this is what I want. And then it adjusted down. It wasn't 15 minutes anymore. And we were starting with what I wanted to get out of the coaching session. Which is exactly what we want. We want our clients to be getting what they need and expect from the session. So we want to set the stage and however that is to give that permission to be sure that, and as you've pointed out repeatedly and so powerfully, what is the cultural comfort level expectation that your client's bringing forward so that we can make that possible for them. And if we don't bring it up, many cultures are not going to be the ones to bring it up. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, another cultural aspect is, is some cultures look to the, the coach to be more of the guide or the wise one and to be giving answers and advice. And I know coaches in, in those cultural situations will say that they start with that. They start where the client is, you know, back to our social work days. And then they move in within the, the first few sessions into more of that equal partnership. So the equal partnership is more of the, the Western ideal. And it's not always where people are able to start. Mm-hmm. So... One of the other aspects that kind of comes in with direct communication is that concept of setting the stage that I will be making observations or I will, you know, how direct do you want me to be with you? Those kinds of things. And we've talked a little bit about that. How do you set the stage for that? Yeah, like I said, it's really part of the establishing the partnership is how direct do you want me to be? And how direct do you feel like you will be? And is that something that you're looking at or working on or are you fine with where you are right now? Like my example of the woman who was under pressure within her organization to be more direct, to speak up more. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that is a topic of coaching. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how do you handle that? So sometimes this comes up if a client tends to kind of fall into story or fall mm-hmm. into problem. And we're trying to respect and give the client the ability to fully share as they, and at mm-hmm. the same time, our responsibility is also to kind of handle the structure and, and to allow the client to get something out of the session rather than just sort of spiral around the story. So yes. how do you kind of put that together and address that with, with your relationships? That's a great question. And I think it's gotten easier as coaching has become more established and understood. You know, so in the beginning, I can remember having someone who was also trained as a counselor and used to counseling and coming for coaching. And we'd had a conversation about how it was different. But even in the first session, it was like they were starting out just talking about their feelings. And and I did interrupt and pause and, and say, just, you know, just a reminder of this is the how coaching and counseling are different. And in coaching, we're more likely to do a a brief check-in around feelings around something, but not spend the whole session just talking talking about feelings because the idea is for you to make progress on your goal, reminding them of what his goal was, and and then we went from there. And that is part of the ICF definition of direct communication is clearly stating the objectives, the purposes, of, of what we're doing, the distinction between coaching, consulting, teaching, etc., and then watching ourselves that we're not wandering off into other roles that we may be in in other situations or have been in the past. Excellent. When you, I know you teach a lengthy course around these very things that we're talking about. So what have we not focused on that you think the audience needs to hear? Thank you for asking that. So yeah, I teach a seven session course. And one of the things is the, is the use of metaphors, and which is really fun, right? Oh, yeah. Is listening for metaphors, and there's different research around that, but metaphors pop up a lot in language. It's just training ourselves to listen and use our clients' metaphors and to, to build on those in the conversation. And, and that is really connected to neuroscience, which is, I think, another really fun thing about coaching is understanding how the brain is included in in our work. So when we use a client's metaphor, Mm -hmm. then it's like a backdoor approach to the brain is what I call it. So normally our clients come to us wanting to make some type of change and our natural reaction to change is alarms going off. The brain, like the drawbridge comes up, the alarms go off, change, change, change. And but a metaphor links something familiar, like a river, a garden, a boat, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. with something that's unfamiliar. And so it sneaks in through the back door and the brain alarms don't all go off. So it is 
a really fun and effective way of working with clients. And also it can be a cultural bridge. So stories, metaphors, like everyone around the world, any culture within our own country knows what a river is, you know, so it, it crosses this cultural bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's one of the things. Intuition that we've talked about Mm -hmm. is another, that's the I in direct. I have a little acronym. And the, the T is transformed through through metaphors. The C is for clear, compassionate edge feedback. So that's like how far can you go? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So to have a really impactful communication. The E is expanding perspectives. I'm going backwards now. I like that. No, I like that you have direct as an acronym so that you can hit on what six different or how many were, how many letters is in direct five. So that Mm -hmm. was right the first time. I'm I'm obviously not spelling well (laughs) in my head this morning. So that sort of gives a framework. Actually, if it's okay with you, let's just run through the the direct real Mm -hmm. quickly and just kind of give and then. Obviously, we're not going to have time today to do that seven-day course that you have. But Mm -hmm. if if coaches know what the acronym is that you've created for DIRECT, it gives them food for thought. And they certainly, we're going to connect them with your information if they want Mm -hmm. to know more about that. Great. Thank you. I do have a page devoted to this on my website. So the acronym is D for DIRECT, Dealing with Uncertainty. So I said, you know, we live in this VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And how do we communicate with our client when we're feeling uncertain? Like we're not quite sure where to go as a coach. And also with the client when they're not sure where to go, how do they communicate through that? So that's one of the things. The video I did on that has been the most popular ever on LinkedIn that I've posted. So people really resonate. You know, this is something your clients will resonate with. Trust me. And the next one is the eyes for intuition. So sharing our intuition. And as you said, very important to do the check-in afterwards. You know, how's that landing for you? The R is recognizing the cultural differences. Which we've the, done, you've done a great job sort of giving us a view into that. Thank you. And there's even more. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And the E is expanding perspectives, you know, doing that big aerial view, you know, where are we? And, and even inviting the client to go up, right? The helicopter, mm-hmm. the, the mountain view and direct communication includes that reframing of perspectives. And then the C is for that clear, compassionate edge mm-hmm. feedback. Mm-hmm. And that's usually with someone we've been working with for a while where the trust is established. Right. But I have this great example of using it when contracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it can even be before you start working with someone. And then the T is transforming through metaphors. So that's what we follow. And uh, I do it like a lab. So there's some articles and things to read and a little Mm -hmm. review of that. And then, and then we're practicing in the, in the session. That's what, you know, I say to my students all the time, you can get the theoretical and we can even, we can, we will apply and have you practice. And at the same time, the best way to get better at coaching is to do it. So you want to 
practice, practice, practice. Yes. And that's exactly what you do in your workshop. Yes. It's actually a seven session course for seven CCEs. And people come saying, I'm from the East Coast. I'm worried I may be too direct or, you know, I'm from the West Coast and I'm afraid I may not be direct enough because then there's not enough impact for my client. And so we do a check-in at the beginning. Where do you uh-huh. see yourself on the directometer? That's a term we made up. And then at the end of the course, where do you see yourself? And it's really fun to see the the growth in the awareness and the skill of the coach. Excellent. So it's sort of like Goldilocks. Some people are coming yes. too, too hard. Some people That's are coming right. too soft. And yes. you help them be just right. That's Good right. Job. Yeah. Carolyn, it has been such a joy to spend time with you this morning. Me and too. to thank to you so much. For this very important and I think under misunderstood competency of direct communication and also the whole concept of being culturally intelligent in our coaching. Mm -hmm. Thank you for bringing your expertise to us. Thank you so much, Meg, for this opportunity. As I've said before, I'm continually grateful to the coaches that come on to the show to partner with me to bring you more strategies, tools, and resources every week for you as coaches. So once again, I want to thank Marilyn O'Hearn for being on the show. If you'd like to know more about Marilyn and the courses that she teaches and the Essence of Mastery Summit, go to the resource page at Star coachshow.com and access all of those resources. If you're enjoying the show, I would very much appreciate a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Every positive review we receive helps more coaches find the show. Next week, we are going to do a dive into debunking the five myths of therapy versus coaching with my friend, fellow coach and therapist, Steve Coxie. I look forward to bringing that to you and our many wonderful shows that we have in the lineup. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.